0: Well, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Remnant Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Raglan, and I'm excited that you've connected with us. The fact that you're listening to this podcast tells me that you are a part of the Remnant. You are a minister, and you believe, whether you're a leader in a church, a pastor of a church, an evangelist, five-fold ministry gift, you're serving in the house of God, you've connected with this because you understand the power of leadership, and you've connected with this podcast because you understand that you desire to be a part of the remnant that church that the bible prophesied would see a great great revival even in the midst of a great falling away and that's the purpose that God put it on my heart to start this remnant leadership podcast is to be a voice and not an echo of what is going on around us right now to speak into uh, the people that are on the front lines. And, and I have uh, a guest in here in the studio. It's so awesome. A lot of times I interview people uh, online and through uh, different uh, means of media, but uh, it's very rare that I get the privilege to have somebody in the studio with me. And uh, it's possible because he lives close to me and he's one of my best friends in the entire world and co-founder alongside myself and really the, the force uh, of the network, of Ambassadors Network, and my friend, he's a pastor here in the local community, uh, but not only that, he's, he pastors pastors, and he understands the power of what we're going to talk about today. So without further ado, I want to welcome in the man, the myth, the the legend, Pastor Bo Johnson. <clears throat> the crowd goes wild. Mm-hmm. How you Thank doing, you. Pastor? I'm doing great,
1: Bishop. Thank you so much. It's uh, It's an honor to be here with you. And the fun to be in the studio, sitting here, looking at one another, yep, just enjoying this time together, and hopefully that uh, what we discuss today will, will be uh, a benefit to those who are leaders in the body of Christ, leaders in their community, and
0: uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Well, uh, for those those around here in this area and, and is connected with us, know all about Pastor, a uh, doctor. Let me just correct uh, and address him correctly, Doctor. Bill Bow, but those that know him call him Bo Johnson. Uh, some may not know about your ministry, your family. Tell us a little about where you pastor, something about your family and how you came to be and how long you've been in ministry.
1: Well, I've been married for uh, 32 years, Christy and I. We have four kids, three in college, one a junior in high school, and, uh, and they're all doing great, man. They all love the Lord. Couple, uh, several of them serve in our local church refuge that we planted in 2004 in the city of Clay. And we've met in multiple locations, moved around quite a bit, but we've settled back home, settled in our, our own city where I live and where I've coached many teams and yes. uh, and done other things. that also serve as a city councilman uh, for the city of Clay, also serve on the Clay and Pinson, your your city where you your, your church in the Birmingham, yes. Pinson uh, area. Uh, serving of the Chamber of Commerce there. So I've just looked at it, and I've shared this with you before, Larry, and with others that at Refuge I feel more like a facilitator, and I feel like my calling really is, is pastor uh, my community, to pastor
0: Clay, Alabama. Absolutely. And you do that, and you do that well. And uh, as he just said, you know, Pastor Bo is very involved in the community, which uh, is extremely important to true remnant-minded people. They understand that, you know, we're not just being called to a a room of people that gather every week. We've been called to our community and to our um, the environment in which we've been raised and which leads me to to segue into one of the main topics we're going to talk about today is, as I said earlier on at the beginning of this broadcast, uh, Pastor Bo and I helped lead a network of churches called Ambassadors Network, and the the birth of this network was founded in um, what we've gone through over the years because we've both been in ministry for many, many years, uh, and we've seen the struggles we've struggled, we've been up and down and, and i tell still, you still struggle, still struggle. Absolutely. That's right. And never will end. And, you know, I've talked to pastors that pastor humongous churches and they say the struggle don't end. No matter how big you get, you just get bigger problems. And, uh, so if the ministry is easy, everybody'd be doing it. That's, you know, one of the things my granddad used to always say, if it was easy, everybody be doing it. But the reality is this, God's called us to do it. And you know, we, we, at the time of this taping, there's no telling when you're going to be listening to this broadcast, but, uh, we're in the studio the day after the big show, the day after the Super Bowl of church services is what they call it. Uh, shouldn't be that way, but it is. And that's Easter Sunday, resurrection Sunday. And, uh, you know, pastors, they all look to that, uh, to that Sunday, that weekend. And I've found that and I've gone through this myself, is that we look forward to it because we know we're going to see people we haven't seen in a long time. The crowds are going to be big and encouraging. But then you got to battle the discouragement of the next week because you're like, how in the world? That was such an incredible service. And you have to deal with the fact that everybody's not always going to be there. And so some expectations were met, some were not met. But the relationship that we believe in that pastors need other pastors for are times like this that – Continue to help them stay focused. And if you don't have connection, if you don't have friends in the ministry, people that are covering you, speaking into your life, I mean, the emotional roller coaster of the ministry can take you out and take your family out as well. So, Pastor Bo, you've been there, I've been there, and uh, not just talking about the Easter weekend, but the struggles and the mindset of how difficult it is to stay focused on the calling when you're raising a family and all the distractions we have in our life, just speak out of your heart to pastors uh, as we come out of Easter weekend. Where does their mind need to be,
1: Bishop? I think that <clears throat> we have a, a tendency to create unrealistic expectations, and often we're all guilty of this. Uh, instead of digging deeper into that time with the Lord in His presence and in prayer to, to find out who He's created us to be, come on, and what does He specifically? designed us to be. Uh, we, we, we look around at what's going on with any and everybody else and yep. and, and, and we think well if if we don't meet that benchmark, if right. we can't rise to that then you know we 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 label success based on what we think we ought to be doing mm. Mm, or what others have led us to believe that we have to do in order to be successful and that's really not success at all no, no, success no. years ago I was teaching a class it was very funny I was in Russia and we were in a camp middle of the woods wow former Soviet children's indoctrination camp that had been mm. turned in bought by a church and, and a ministry and and so we we had classes all these things going on so I'm teaching on success well they right beside us in the woods there's this role play group that came out and and we're doing like f- fantasy uh, almost like Lord of the Rings kind of stuff, man. Wow. And, and, and the guy just walks in and sits down in the middle of the class. <laughs> and, and I'm talking, and, and he, he spoke English, and he asked me, he said, well, well, tell me this, what is success? Wow. And I finally felt, I kind of felt put on the spot there, but the answer just came right out of me, man, out of my heart. And I said, to me, success is being and doing exactly what God called you mm. to be and what he called you to do. Mm. There's no other level. There's wow. no other benchmark. There's nothing that we have to attain. There's nothing that man can put in front of us and say that, you know, once you reach this, this is success. Yeah. If I can just be, and if those that are listening can just be exactly who God mm. designed us to be, then we have reached the ultimate place of success. And the goal, ultimately, Larry, is not. Uh, when we're gone, do they do they put erect uh, statues for us or, yeah, or our names on. on the sides of the building? Yes. The goal is I'm going to stand in the presence of God. Mm. And our goal is to hear those words. Yeah. Well done. Say it, Pastor. Good and faithful servant. Mm. You did what I told you to do. I got it. You were who I designed you to be. Mm. You were a great success in my eyes. Come on in and enjoy all the blessings and the favor that've been prepared. That's so for
0: you. good, Pastor. And, and and one of the things that that I heard you say in the middle of that was, uh, the evils of comparison. Oh, yeah. I mean, comparison will kill you. Will kill. Those are listening to this broadcast right now. I'm going to tell you the one thing we can't tell you everything to do, but I can tell you one thing to not do. I mean, with with certainty. Uh, I don't care who you are, what you're called to do. Don't judge your success by comparison to others' success. Absolutely. And and I've just seen it. You've seen it. It it because you know we are raised in the westernized version of Christianity, which is the bigger the crowd, the more successful you are. But you and I both have gone to missions, as you just said, Russia. I mean, how, how key is it for you to be talking about Russia right now, of course, uh, and to have had influence there on, on the ground in in Russia for several years. But we've gone all around the world, and we've gone, gone on mission trips and spoke. And uh, that's why I encourage everybody that they need to go on, at the very least, short-term mission trips okay. every once in a while. Actually. Because it, it really refocuses you on ministry, because you see people over there understanding really what success is. Discipleship, loving people pouring into people, seeing souls saved, and uh, you know, raising up people and empowering them. Not so much worried about crowds. They're worried about impact yep. into the community. Yep. So I want to encourage you guys, stop comparing yourself to somebody that's on Instagram or TikTok and all that. Number one, what you're seeing is, is so edited uh, for content anyway, and I'm not coming against those those influencers in Christian ministry. But when you start comparing yourself to something that's been filtered and edited and then just got the right camera angle and all that, you don't even know what was behind that. Secondly, even if it was completely clean and pure and nothing edited, that's still not what you're called to do. And that's why we started the network. That's why we, we do what we do because when we get together, I love it when, when we get together as pastors Nobody asks another pastor how many you're running. Nobody asks what their budget is, because we don't care. What we want to do is build relationships with people. Let's talk a little bit about the importance, pastor, of pastors, ministers, faithful ministry, evangelists, revivalists, uh, missionaries, whatever God has called you to do. The importance of fellowship and connection. And, of course, we'll get into in a few minutes the import uh, the, the importance of covering and accountability. But let's talk about sure. relationship because that's your wheelhouse. That is something that God has called you to. Let's talk about fellowship.
1: I want to tell you three things that have been said to me in the last couple of weeks. Mm. But before I do that, I want to encourage those that are listening, and I hope this really ministers to you. Uh, John Maxwell, leadership guru, you know, we've all read his books and, and, and some have been through his training and licensed through his organization but he had, he had this statement that uh, leadership is influence nothing more nothing less and sometimes in that drive that that gets in us to want to be bigger and want to have more uh, because in our minds we feel like that's what influence is but I look, I'm 50 almost 54 years old now I've been doing this a long time what I've come to realize is there are people who their organizations or their churches or small, or we would consider small, that have so much more influence yes, it, and reach yep. than those who pastor thousands. Right? Because it's one thing to be able to gather a large group for event-driven things, but it's an entirely different thing to mm. be able to speak into the lives of leaders at every level in your own home, in your own communities. Uh, and, and honestly, man, if I had to pick one or the other, one hundred percent of the time, I'm picking. I want to have influence in the people yes, in, in my community. And I yes. want to. I want to speak to them. But you know, we have this uh, this great network, and you and I are blessed because we were part of a, a network for many years. Yes. Our pastor Frankie Powell led yes. it, and and really was started by yourself and another pastor, Keith Decker, by, by coming to Frankie. And, and so we've had that for a very long time. Yes. But you and I both are discovering through the network and through community relations that so many. Pastors and ministry leaders, uh, they just do not have that. Nope. And you and I, Bishop, are a part of a group that meets on a monthly basis. Sometimes we have seven or eight guys. Sometimes we have fifteen or sixteen. It's different—different uh, different races, different backgrounds, different uh, denominations—and yep. it's yep. really nice. But out of that meeting, three things I've heard just in the in the last month, I heard a young Baptist minister talk about how that that day, that gathering of leaders not all pastors there's missionaries there's there's teachers there's apostles everything's represented there and he said this day i look forward to Mm. more than any other day of the month and then he said if i did not have you guys Mm. i wouldn't have anybody
0: listen to that anybody heard another pastor i think if i'm not mistaken this guy's a part of a major denomination major major one of the
1: largest in the world yeah Another pastor who grew up, uh, his dad has been a pastor for years. Pastor's a large church, successful church. He's been a part of that ministry. Solid guy, very squared away guy. Love him, doing great things in our community. Uh, But he said you know, a couple months ago when we were meeting, I believe you were in attendance at this meeting, he said, I've never experienced anything like this before. (laughs) Where a group of leaders come together and there's no agenda. Right. We're not trying to outdo one another. He said out of his own mouth, I feel like the people in this room actually love one yeah,
0: another. Yep, yep, yep. Now,
1: what an indictment on yes. us as leaders and on the body of Christ that, that that's that's not the mm. norm. That's the exception. Yeah. So my heart is let's develop this, not just in this community, but let's serve as a model other communities. And if you're listening to this podcast, man, feel free to hit us up and, Absolutely. and we'll help you in any way that we yes, can help you. Yes. Uh, but I just want to see this kind of love, this kind of commitment, because what's happening, man, is is we're loving one another. We're caring about one another. We're checking on one another all the time. We're doing community service projects together. We're having services together. I mean, all these things, our people are coming together to do things. Mm-hmm. They're getting to know one another. Yeah. And, and, and what a blessing it is um one of the members of our uh, network and I uh, we've started this thing where uh, when we just last month was the first time where we're trying to take one Sunday a month if possible and actually just go and visit another church we're not going wow. there to speak wow. not going there to promote anything we just want to go sit in the congregation and be there to encourage the pastor to encourage the leaders but also to let the members of those churches see uh, what kind of fellowship that, so that their pastor is involved with, what yeah. kind of connection and what kind of concern. The third thing, Larry, and this may shock you, and I'm not using names or right anything here, but uh, in, in our last meeting, there's about 14 guys there sitting around together, and, and the pastor said, um, he said, Pastor Bo sent me a text a couple of weeks ago, and I do that a lot on Sunday mornings If. a Open my heart and say, God, who can I encourage this morning? Right. So I just sent him an encouraging text. Well, uh, unbeknownst to me, he was laying in the bed, and he had sent his wife on to church and told her, y'all just do it today. I'm not coming. Wow. Out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's how discouraged he was. And he said, when I got that text, he said, you know what? I'm getting up out of this bed, God, and, and, I'm, and I'm going yeah. in. So here's the thing <sighs> about leadership. You, you You don't ever know what other leaders are experiencing at the moment. But as a leader, you do know the kinds of things yeah. that we all experience and we right. go through. And so as you feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit to reach out, and it may just be some generic mm-hmm. thinking about your brother, love your brother, have a great day brother, or it may be something a little more Holy Spirit specific, whatever the case is. You don't know what kind of impact yeah. that is gonna have. My pastor texts me almost every Sunday and has been doing it for years yep. and years when he was pastoring the largest church in his county, when he yep. was on the board of international and nationally known ministries, when he yep. was traveling over the world, when he texted me from Indonesia and I don't know what kind of time difference it, yep. but the fact that he cared enough yes. to send that text out to me and, and you know, it was generic occasionally, but most of the time it was personalized. Personal. Yep, yep. It, that, that mattered so much yes. that impacted me and continues to impact me. So, uh, part of leadership, man, is to to look around your community and and those that you're uh, working together. Because look, if we can get to a place where we quit looking at our church mm. or your church and start being the, the church, church, oh come on, then we'll start loving each other at a whole new level, and we'll start carrying a, a responsibility, Bishop, not just for the people that we pastor yeah. in yeah. our local churches, yeah. but we'll carry a responsibility for the church. Yeah. as a whole.
0: Well, you know, the, the name of this podcast is the Remnant Leadership Podcast. And I've you know, if you're a listener to this podcast, I've talked a lot about the remnant. I talk a lot about how, you know, the great example of the remnant to me is the coat of many colors, is that it was just a coat that was put together from a bunch of different colored rags, and uh, but be, be became the symbol of the favor of the father. And uh, certainly Joseph had favor of his earthly father and favor of his heavenly father. And I believe that's where we're at right now i believe there are the impact of the mantle that's going to be on the last church is very similar to the coat of many colors it is going to be the covering it is going to be what drives us and it is going to be made up of a lot of small churches in the in in, even in the eyes of the big dogs like we're talking about um and quite frankly, a lot of the Christian elite, I'm just going to be, you know, I try to keep it tame on this channel, go a little wild on the other podcast, the big picture, but I'm going to go there. Uh, I saw, I know one uh, Christian influencer that I love to follow. He he calls them the Christian elite and, and they've just become elite in their mind. And uh, if you don't do it our way, you don't do it like we, we're going to come after you. And that's so anti what the word of God says the church yes. is supposed to be. Yes. But what's happening is, the people that don't know Christ that are coming, that are hungry for something in their life, they're not seeking that. They're seeking authenticity. They're seeking realness. They've, they can see through fake. This generation can see through fake like no generation we've ever seen. So here comes along these throwaway pieces of rags, these small, what the world would call insignificant. Uh, some of them have just been turned into dish rags and grease rags and, and just been thrown away, but God God knows exactly where they're at. And I believe this is the moment and the generation of the local church, yes. regardless of the size. If it's 10 people, 5 people, 500 people, the local church beginning to be the influence in that community. You said that word several times, influence. Influence is so important, uh, not for the sake of just knowing that you have influence, but because of the power of what happens in influence that means that someone is taking what you're doing and saying and modeling their life making uh giving them encouragement to go forth in what they're doing so i believe it is the remnant i believe there are pieces that you know god's just been sort of holding on to this moment he's bringing us all back together and the mindset is going back to the local church and you know we just come out of what this thing is it's called it's been around the world for two and a half years it shut everything down everybody knows what i'm talking about Trying to avoid the dreaded algorithm, <laughs> but uh, but you know everybody knows what's been going on. So, but you know, and we know the we know the falling away. We know those that have left, and and I hate to say it, I don't want to accept it, but the reality is, some of them are not coming back. But there are new people coming back, people that did not even care about going to church before. This has caused them to say, "I want the real deal." Can you not pretend to be an entertainer? And just be real to me. And that's really what this network was birthed out of. Our, our relationship, our drive, me and you both, we're, we are, we love our churches. We love to pastor our church. We love to pastor the people that God has given us. But we also understand at this phase in our life, God has put us in a place where we're doing things like what we're doing today. Yep. And that is to be not just authentic to the people that come in our church, but to be authentic to other fellow ministers. Yeah. That have yet, as you just said, breaks my heart to hear you say that, you know, if I didn't have this, I wouldn't have nothing. I'm going to talk about major denominations that have, you know, quarterly meetings and all this. It don't matter if you have quarterly meetings. I've been to those meetings. You've been to those meetings where it's, quite frankly, sickening because it's all about a man or it's all about somebody's agenda. So pastors, leaders, evangelists, fivefold ministry gifts, if you're serving in your church, if you're parking cars, if you're, serving in children's ministry, you are a leader, but you're listening to this podcast. You Something, you see the word leadership in this podcast, and you still are listening to it, even to this point, 20 minutes into this broadcast, you're still listening. You know what that tells me? That tells me you are a leader. Whether you realize you're a leader or not, you're a leader, which means you have influence more than you even think. God wants to give you more influence, and you're looking for authenticity. That's what this podcast is about That's what, that's where we're driving right now. So let's segue one more thing I want to talk about is this pastor. I want us to talk about, you know, it's one thing to have a relationship, but then there's this sort of controversial word that people are afraid to talk about because of misuse in the past, covering accountability. Uh, Don't want to get too deep on some of y'all in there. Y'all may have never been exposed to this kind of teaching uh, the understanding of spiritual fathers and and mothers and spiritual sons and daughters. Uh, we're not talking about something weird and and cultish or um, domineering or nothing like that. But, Pastor, would you not agree that one of the reasons that pastors burn out and 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 is because they're not connected properly and they don't have people speaking in their life? Talk to me about what accountability covering has meant to you and and what you believe is. Why it's so important for us today.
1: Well, I went through a season in my life 12 years ago, 2010, one of the worst times of my life. And at the time, our church uh, was the largest it had ever been. Numbers-wise, and, I mean, we had so much help. We had door greeters and parkers, and we had multiple nurseries, and we had children's church with 30, 40 kids, and we had all these things. We had a great worship, all this stuff going for us, and I was the most miserable (laughs) that I had ever been. And one of the things that I realized, I took a a short sabbatical, but what I realized on the heels of that was um, I was not taking advantage of um, those who were there for me. Uh, I was not opening myself up enough and was not seeking to develop those relationships enough, whether it be with my pastor, whether it be with other pastors who uh, I have close relationship with, other uh, leaders in the body of Christ who probably could have helped me, could have offered me some wisdom, some insight or whatever. Uh, so, you know, you, you learn two ways, mistakes are mentors. I encourage you to learn through mentors, mistakes hurts more. Uh, but oh, yeah. I, I have a pastor, and, and here's the thing, you know, you, you, you hear that word and, and it's so misused about authority and you know, I could. I'm not going to do. It. I could name you a list of churches right now that I would never be connected with in any way, shape, form, or fashion, because what their leadership does is seek to bring you under their thumb and manipulate you mm-hmm. and condemn you, yeah. and, and you know that kind of thing drives so many away from yep. from the body of Christ. And but we're not talking about anything like that. We're yeah. talking about no. something that is rooted in. Real relationship. Yes. Ye- yesterday, when our resurrection service, we had a joint service with another local church, and we brought in uh, our pastor, Pastor Frankie Powell, who's been on I yes. know this podcast with you, uh, and he came in and and he is my pastor. That is our relationship. That's how I look at him. That's how I treat him. But he's also one of my closest friends. Absolutely. And, and honestly, that's what real accountability looks like. The yeah. the folks that yeah. that you've um, submitted yourself to that you're allowing to hold you accountable in your life. Uh, they're, they're not somebody with a denominational title that lives four states away that mm. might see you once or twice a year. Wow. There are people that you literally know you could call at two o'clock in the morning yes. crying if you needed to, yep. you know, you could call them for anything and they in, in turn could call you for anything and the communication yes. line to speak into one another's lives. It's a two way street is, is there. I say this to a lot of uh, ministers young or, or even older ones have been around a while, but I'm like, that if you are not accountable to someone, mm-hmm. I don't care how important you think you are. I don't care how important the world has told you you are. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot of failures yes, in, in elite ministries right yes. now. Yes, And honestly, Larry, we're seeing those because those people have moved to a place. Maybe they had accountability in their life at some point. Maybe right. they never did, yep. but they ain't got it now. There's no one that that they go to. There's no one that they uh, answer to. And and when you get to that place, if you have no accountability, there's a 100% chance you will fail. Listen to that. 100% chance of failure if there is no one who has the right to speak into your life, to offer you correction, to offer you direction, yes. to to maybe give you a different perspective on things. Because when you're outside of uh, any sort of accountability, humanity, mm. it, it, are we born-again believers? Absolutely. But if we're not falling under the structure and the plan that God has put into place for us, we're going to get outside the boundaries that God has created. And when we do, man— um, Good stuff does not seem to
0: happen. No, it's uh, it's so powerful, Pastor Bo, 100% chance. I I fully believe that. I do too. That is so powerful because, and that's exactly what's happened because you look at some of these, and we're certainly not sitting here boasting in the collapse of of influential, powerful ministries. It's very sad. Very sad. Many of them that have changed our lives, some of them that have literally it's one thing for people to call themselves a world changer. I mean, literally change the world. Yeah. I mean, change the world. And 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 it's like when you get to that status, I mean, God's word is so powerful. It is so powerful and so intentional. We know scriptures that we could we can quote. We've quoted them for 20 and 30 years, but we, now we're finally beginning to get the magnitude of them. The love of money is the root of all evil. And when you get to a place where there's nothing wrong with you having money and a budget to do whatever God's called you to do, but what happens is Jesus was trying to tell us through the love of money in the Word of God is root of all evil. You'll either serve one or the other, God or mammon, is when you get to that kind of level of, of the, the resources that you have, a lot of times you surround yourself with people that are dependent on those resources as well. Absolutely. And so they're afraid to speak any kind of correction. Right. So you you find you you maybe don't even start out intentionally, but you end up being surrounded by people. And you tell yourself, I'm surrounded by people, but you're not surrounded by people that have the freedom to say, hey, pastor, I've noticed something. Can I talk to you about it? Because in their mind, they're thinking, if I if he goes away, then I go away. Well, Larry, there is no true accountability without real relationship. Come on.
1: Because if I don't really love you, I'm really not going to respect what you have to say. Or if I don't know that you really love me. Yeah. Then I'm going to question the integrity of what you're saying to me, mm, 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 mm. and so accountability and true relationship—I mean, they—they're interconnected, brother. Wow! And that's why a, a network is so important. Yeah, that's yeah. why some of the things we're doing in our communities are so important. Uh, I mean, I—I was—I I got a couple of scriptures that I was looking at. Come on, Bishop First Thessalonians 5:11, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing wow we not only do we need to be doing this we need to intentionally and consistently yeah. be looking for so ways good. to encourage and and then this scripture and as pastors we use this, uh, as it pertains to local church gatherings, and certainly it's it's true with that, but it's so much more than that. Hebrews ten twenty four and twenty five. Let us consider how we may spur one another on,
0: come on. towards
1: love and good deeds, wow. not giving up meeting together, mm. as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approach. If you sure. can't see the day approaching right now, then you're, you're blind. blind. Oh, come on! I mean, yeah, there, there's no other thing. This is not just for us to to take this scripture to to, to show those who are in the local churches that we lead or local local organizations that we lead how important this is this is for us as leaders mm-hmm. we do not need to give up meeting together as leaders we need to consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds we need to be each other's lifeline and encourage one another through prayer and through support and through just being there that's what the kingdom is all about ecclesiastes 4 said two better than one because they have a good 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 return for their work. If you fall down, your friend will help you up. But if you don't have anybody when you fall, who's going to help you. Wow. And verse 11 says, also if two lie down together, they'll keep warm. I was in the army years ago. And we had ranger buddies, we called it. And when we were out at night and, and, you know, we're sleeping, and I was in a light infantry unit, so we didn't have tents and sleeping bags. We had poncho liners. And, brother, we relied on one another. We Mm. literally would lay back to back. Wow. Touching one another back to back. Mm wrap those poncho liners My around goodness. ourselves like a little cocoon My to goodness. make ourselves warm. If two lie down together, My God. they'll keep warm. But how can one stay warm alone? One may be overpowered, but two can defend themselves <sighs> a cord of three strands is not, not quickly bro- broken. The more mm. people you have in your mm. life, the safer you are, the more accountability you have. But everybody... That comes into your life. I shared this a couple weeks ago. I don't know who I was even talking to. Everyone who comes into your life increases your influence. Mm. And you increase their influence. That is so good. Because actually. you build relationship. Yeah. And everyone who is in relationship with you and everyone who's in relationship with me, to some degree, we have brought that together.
0: I got Listen. The last thing I want to leave you with, uh, and Pastor Bo, I got to have you back on the show soon. Okay, we, we got to we got to do Absolutely. this on a regular basis. Absolutely, uh, is you know I was just sitting there thinking you're reading all those scriptures talking about that. I was thinking, my God, one of the things pastors, ministers, leaders listen, listen to what the man of God was saying, is we those that are still gathering and those that are still talking about the importance of the gathering and fighting for the gathering, we will mess up if all we do is tell our people to gather but we ain't gathering ourselves. I mean, that's one of the biggest problems that preachers have and ministers have is they want to expect things of people that they're not doing themselves. And so you cannot tell your people to gather on Sundays to worship, to hear you preach, and yet you have isolated yourself and you are not gathering with peers, with mentors, with people like you, and you are gathering separately from a church, and having a relationship, if you are an island and you are out there by yourself, you're not going to make it. Pastor, tell me this. Um, we're, if somebody's in driving distance of Birmingham, yep. uh, tell us real quick, you got a website for your church? Sure.
1: refugebirmingham.com or you okay. can find Refuge on Instagram, Facebook, all the all the
0: social media stuff. Look up uh, Bo Johnson and follow him on social media. Uh, and, of course, you can always go to AmbassadorsNetwork.com if you want to know more about our network. We have a Bible college as well. Uh, Pastors, you connect with us, and uh, we'll sit down and talk with you, whatever that means for you. And, you know, we have campuses where we can have, um, you know, on-site campuses there. You can uh, go through online uh, courses as well with us because we're all about reaching the body of Christ. So, all right, so, Pastor, I want to thank you so much for being on the broadcast with us. Thank you. It has been a huge blessing because that's what it's about, y'all, is fellowship and, and remnant relationship. And uh, over the course of time, I'm going to bring some of these guys on this show that I do life with. Um, You know, we don't want to just tell you what to do on this podcast. We're living it. What we talk about is our life. And I can't imagine my life without you, man. You've been there for me when nobody was there for me. And I appreciate it. And uh, I I love this man. I love this man. I love his family. His family is tremendous. Uh, Refuge Church is one of the greatest churches anywhere around. And uh, you'll never find a finer man than Dr. Bow. Johnson so I appreciate you both thank you for being on the broadcast thank you we'll have you back soon looking forward to it for those that have listened today thank you for being a part of it if you can uh, wherever, whatever app you use to listen to this broadcast follow the broadcast enable notifications so you'll be one of the first ones to know when we have new content and if you can scroll down to the bottom there depending on your app find a place where it says review leave us a five-star review let me tell you what that does that helps us in the algorithm to get up in the search bar when people's just searching for something it'll pop up and maybe it'll be an encouragement until next time thank you once again for joining the remnant leadership podcast rise up remnant you're a voice not an echo see you next time